Welcome to the Centerpoint Vineyard Podcast. We're a church on Sydney's northern beaches, seeing lives transformed by Jesus. We hope you enjoy this message. Yeah, so we really appreciate being a part of this community now. Um, It's been a real joy to be amongst you guys. And um, I really like actually how our kids can kind of integrate into the church community here. Um, Yeah, it's really nice. We don't have... Um, grass, so um, when the kids get out there, they like eating dirt and having a bit of a fun time out there, so that's been great. Um, But yeah, um, yeah, thank you for helping us feel welcome as part of this community. It's been really, really great to be here the last five months. Um, So yeah, before I I get into some slides and some content, um, I just want to acknowledge, like, I'm definitely not an expert in this field, um, and I've taken a lot of quotes and um, like Bible passage and questions and and content and structure even um, from Dr. Andrew Renucci, who um, he he kind of crafted the subject, the art of discernment, which is the subject I did last trimester. So I'm using a lot of content. I'm not um, yeah um, someone who's done all this research. I've just kind of yeah leaned on the back of those who have done all that deep research. So. Um, just wanted to acknowledge that before I get into it today. Um, so let me, let me pray. Let us just kind of sink back in um, to God and His presence um, before we get into some teaching and some content. Mm. Lord, we just once again acknowledge Your presence amongst us. Um, we thank You that You are active, that You do speak, that You are um, here amongst us. Um, actively working in our hearts, in our minds, in our thoughts, in our desires even. Um, You're revealing yourself and drawing us closer to you. Will you draw us today um, to a deeper understanding of who you are and, and how we might continue to journey through life with you? In your name, Jesus. Amen. I'm going to start with a Bible passage. Jeremiah 6.16, this is what the Lord says, stand at the crossroads and look, ask for the ancient paths, ask where the good way is and walk in it and you will find rest for your souls. So as we launch in today's topic of discernment, I'm wondering if you guys have decisions that are on your mind at the moment. Um, Maybe you're currently facing um, some big decisions or or maybe you think there's a big decision coming up in the future. Um, This decision might be one that could affect your life. Um, Maybe it's dating or marriage. Um, Maybe it's buying a house or renting. Maybe it's sending my kids to a public school or a private school. Maybe it's my job that I'm in. Um, Is the career that I'm heading down the right career? All these decisions, big life decisions, are, are ones that we should be wise about. Um, and, and yeah, maybe we should start to consider, is this something to move towards or something uh, I should let go even? Um, often we come to these crossroad moments in a point in time where we need to make a decision. And thankfully, in these moments, God is available 
And the thing I've come to learn is despite our humanness, despite our brokenness, um, God's will can actually be discerned with wise confidence and a deep abiding peace that provides rest for our souls, as the passage says. So I'm going to take you through a spiritual discernment process today um, that um, you might take some of it, you probably won't take all of it because it's going to be a bit of a deep dive, so I'm totally acknowledging that, but um, I hope you can glean something. Maybe, maybe bring that question or discernment matter um, to your heart now, to your mind, and, and start to think, well, maybe there's some things I can kind of wrestle, maybe there's questions that I might be able to wrestle out um, today um, as, you, as you consider that. So the first stage is contemplation. Stand at the crossroads and look which is an extremely important step, this first step. It's not to be rushed. Um, it requires us to stand at that crossroad and do a self-examination in order to adequately prepare um, to take our discernment questions to God without bias. The second stage is consideration stage, where you're considering your decisions in light of the ancient paths, the path that actually requires us to stop, um, sit down with God and have confidence in His way, the way of Jesus. The third stage is clarification. Ask where the good way is. You know, this stage prevents us from rushing in and and helps us to clarify where we are um, at with things that we hold most dear to us and, and what is that path towards experiencing the good way, the good life that integrated life um, that aligns our true desires um, with the offer of abundance of life and love. And then the final stage is the confirmation stage. It's actually the end of the discernment process um, where you actually make a decision. Um, And it gets made not through driving yourself to make something happen, but rather it's, it's that feeling of being drawn to be compelled to a decision And the result is that um, rest for your souls, that deep and exalted peacefulness that transcends understanding, as Paul says, and and will even abide in the midst of of turbulence and and chaos. So I'm going to take you through some questions that that you might um, engage with as you go through um, these stages. So let's start with the contemplation stage and unpack, unpack that with a few questions. The first question... Is the orientation of my life towards God and His kingdom? So if you're attempting to go through a spiritual discernment process like I'm describing today, and you're fundamentally not directed towards God, then it's going to be really hard to discern God's will. Um, Of course, in the Christian journey, we all struggle with doubt and insecurity, and there's that sense of hopelessness and, and... and I get that a lot, um, but, but just because these things happen to you in the Christian life doesn't exclude you from a relationship with God, from journeying through the discernment questions that you have with God. But really, to come to God and to discern God's will, we do need that overall orientation and, tra- and trajectory towards God. The second question I have is, am I biased towards one path or another? And so this 
if you're going through a discernment question, um, journey, this is like the real bedrock um, question because it helps to open us to determine if we are actually free to see um, each decision afresh and not come in with biases. Um, we all have those, um, you know, preconceived ideas and notions and, and, and suppositions around how our life should be and what we should do and all that kind of stuff. But, but discernment is actually really about detaching ourselves um, and stepping back from those initial biases that we might have and then carefully balance out those alternatives. So it, on, it requires that honest preparation to receive from God whatever the direction He chooses to give to us. And so it's that open posture, that receiving posture, um, that's the posture that will allow us to discern God's will um, without that predetermined outcome or bias towards one answer or another answer. And that will help us um, uh, be led by God um, on that journey of uncovering and, and unfolding His will for our lives. So this is not like, this stage is not like a, okay, tick box exercise, yeah, I'm sweet, I'm good to go. It will require honest self-reflection. It's, it's not easy. I'm constantly <laughs> suggesting like to myself that I'm not coming into decisions with like complete and open like honesty towards God. Like I do feel like I'm often like, oh, actually, I kind of prefer that over, you know, whatever God might have for me. So yeah, I think this stage is one in a discernment process that you'll probably continue to come back to and continue to reassess um, where am I at with these preconceived biases. The second stage is the consideration stage. So once you've come to that point of like standing in total freedom and openness and I'm ready, God, to hear whatever you have to say to me, then you can start to consider um, and ask the ancient path. The questions I have in this um, stage is, um, firstly, is my decision in keeping with what Jesus would do if he were me? I really like this question because it helps direct my discernment matter towards my life as a follower of Jesus. Um, so it's not about like trying harder to like do what Jesus do, did or, or do what I think Jesus would do. Um, you know, like the WWJD bracelets you wear, that, and you're like, oh, I really got to try harder to do what Jesus did. Um, the doing's more of a byproduct, actually. Um, it's, it's actually about following Jesus. Uh, the discipleship journey is about following Jesus, um, which implies by following Jesus, I'm entering into a way of life that is shaped by Jesus. Um, John Altberg um, writes, to grow spiritually means to live increasingly as Jesus would in our unique place, to perceive what Jesus would perceive if He looked through our eyes, to think what He would think, to feel what He would feel, and therefore, as a result, to do what He would do. So the more we know Jesus, the more we can be formed by the influence of Jesus. And we want to be influenced by Jesus as the fullness of life dwells in Him. And then the second question I have is, is my decision in keeping with my calling, like everyone has like a unique calling, a neat contribution to make in this world. And I really like this quote from uh, Rose Mary Doherty. The growing awareness of who we truly are, who we are in God, 
We seek this knowledge so that we can live discerning lives, live more fully who we are, and make choices congruent with our true identity. You know, the more we know ourselves, the more we can align our decisions to that overall trajectory of our life that God has for us. (laughs) Are you having a happy time here, Go? All right, shall we get to the next stage, Hugo? The next stage is clarification. Uh, um, So this is ask where the good way is and walk in it. So that first stage, we've kind of um, acknowledged our biases with an open posture, and then the next stage, we've considered our true and unique calling. Now we're ready for that next stage, which is clarification. Um, My questions for this stage. Am I choosing the easy solution? So this question will help us to stop from rushing in. You know, the easy solution um, is often the one that can actually hold us back. Um, Not saying the easy solution is always the wrong solution, um, but it's worth just testing here because it's another test of bias. Am I I actually... um, open to, to, to understanding and, and, and testing out different solutions and seeing that often the harder solution requires a little bit more courage. Um, it requires us to move a little bit beyond our comfort zone, a little bit beyond that ease um, towards a genuine responsiveness toward God. Um, so, like, those are kind of, like, feelings that we have, you know, and they're really important to... Um, the really important part of the discernment process um, to notice those feelings and interpret those feelings and those those because those feelings shape our desires, um, which in turn influences what we want to do. Um, so that's an interesting question. And then the second question is, what will lead me to experience greater life and love? So once again, this question's around desire, um, and it really necessitates a clarification on integrating our desires with God's desires and, and knowing that God's desires is, is for us to live a life that's to the full. Um, Philippians 1, uh, 9 to 10 is, says this, and this is my prayer. Paul says that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight, so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. So we've contemplated our biases, we've considered our calling, we've clarified here our desires on the good way of life and of love, and now we can get to that final stage, which is the confirmation stage. The questions I have for this stage are, which decision am I feeling drawn to by God? Um, and this is a real key like, question as well on the discernment journey. Um, the question asks us to notice the inclinations of our heart for a decision which offers greater life, greater freedom, and greater joy. Margaret Silf writes this, the action of God on our lives is always, at its heart, experienced as a drawing. If we are feeling driven, then the promptings that gives rise to it is not from God, but the force fields of our own or other people's kingdom. This quote really um, 
is helpful for me as it distinguishes the difference between being drawn to a decision as opposed to the feeling of being driven away from a decision or driven towards a decision that we're actually not really comfortable with. Um, so, yeah, hopefully you can kind of get a sense as to the difference between being drawn, being led, being... Um, There's just like this, um, this sense of, uh, like, invitation and, and life in that decision compared to that feeling of being driven and, 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 and working hard and, 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 and feeling really exhausted by that um, decision when you kind of live into it. Um, and the final question on our discernment journey is, uh, have I received the confirmation of God's peace? So um, most authors that I've read um, agree that one of the main ways God provides confirmation is through the gift of peace. <laughs> All right, that'd be great. There you go. Um, Gordon Smith um, uh, helps us to um, uh, get a sense as to this um, confirmation around God's peace. Actually, sorry, before I get into this quote, um, Paul in Colossians 3.15 writes, let the peace of Christ rule in your heart. Yeah? So when it comes to discernment, it's, more, it's, it's actually more of an art than a science. You know, there's, there's always a little bit of room for interpretation when it comes to discerning God's will, um, but ultimately we, are, um, we act by faith um, from a deep confidence and peace that God is leading us in a certain direction. Gordon Smith writes this, Even when we have discerned and examined ourselves with utmost care, the most we can conclude is that we have peace, that this is the direction we should go. This is a sense we have which reflects our best efforts to discern. Um, so that's the four stages. So, like, that's heavy, totally get it. Um, I've definitely kind of, like, given you a hand pass, thrown you in the bit of the deep end here. Um, like, choosing to go on a discernment journey is a journey within itself. Um, it's it's deep Christianity, yeah. This is, um, we're not just making decisions haphazardly here. We're, we're really trying to engage with God, as you can probably sense. Um, for me, I was kind of drawn to this topic because um, I kind of felt like I wanted to have an authentic um, relationship with God. And for me, um, that meant I wanted to understand and, and engage with God in a real way. Like, I didn't want to just pray prayers and sing songs that were nice to sing and it felt like the right thing to do. I actually wanted that dynamic relationship with God where I could actually take decisions to Him and, and have confidence that it's not just going to fall on deaf ears. Um, so that's why I was kind of drawn to this topic. And um, yeah, I've been reflecting on my experiences at church um, and how I've um, kind of come into maybe like ministry times or prayer times or that kind of thing. And um, I've kind of felt like there's this culture where it's just assumed that oh, everyone can hear God's voice. Everyone knows how to, you know, interpret Him and, and perceive that He's present. And and to be honest, like I, I kind of found that a little bit hard. Um, I, I kind of um, felt like, okay, inviting the Holy Spirit and then just kind of saying something, I don't know, you might be doing like words of prophecy or, or something like that. Um, 
I, I was kind of just like, is this really God? Am I discerning God? Am I hearing from God here? I'm not really sure. Um, it feels a little bit inauthentic. Um, I don't know. Um, and I think often um, we use that justification in, in John 10 where um, we are the sheep, and um, as sheep we have the gift of being able to recognize and hear the voice of the shepherd, the good shepherd, Jesus. Um, yeah, so anyway, I've just been reflecting on that, and, and I think what I've come to is that um, everyone's relationship with God's different, and everyone has a unique expression and a unique way of, of coming to God and, and engaging with Him and actually wanting to understand His movements and His, his ways. Um, there's so many different ways to approach God. Um, so I just want to kind of finish with some um, pro- postures and practices on the discernment journey that actually will help us to engage with God and not like a, once again, like a tick box, I'm going to follow a formula, um, this is what I should do because other Christians are doing it. I'm just going to suggest some ways that might be interesting for you to explore further as I've explored these as well and I'm starting to, I suppose, practice and, and engage with it in a bit of a, um, a fresh way. The first one is what I've been talking about, that perceiving God's voice. Um, learning to hear in a naturally supernatural way. So, um, firstly, when it comes to this topic, um, I don't just jump in anymore and just go, oh, just the first thing I hear, that must be God. Um, um, I firstly come to God with the lens that He's a friend. Um, I'm not trying to, you know, have this picture of God as being this authoritarian, like laying down the law. Um, I, I like to think of God as a friend. And, and having that relational dynamic between me and God where I can just come to Him. He's like a friend, you know, He's just there and I can just talk to Him. Um, he's a friend that cares. He, he's a fr- friend that, that really wants the best for me. Um, so I find that a little bit easier for me to connect with God. Maybe it's similar with you. Um, and then from then, I, I know that God has a particular tone um, it's, it's a tone that kind of corresponds with his, his loving, gracious, and patient nature. I also notice that God has a particular weight. Um, there's this real sense of his steady and calm voice when I get to experience him. I also find that God, there's like a sweetness, there's like this encouraging spirit that, that just kind of brightens me up and, and draws me to hope away from that hopelessness of the darkness and kind of that sweetness draws me into that light. And then fourthly, I, I notice the content of the voice is, is in alignment with what we read in Scripture. So that's how I've been, um, I suppose, journeying through perceiving God's voice and, um, or, or how I'm starting to recognize His voice in more of an interactive, relational, dynamic way. And this is really important. If you want to discern God, you can't just discern Him just by guessing. You really want to perceive God's voice. Silence and solitude is a practice that is actually probably the primary spiritual discipline when it's related to discernment because it allows us to hear God's voice and provides space for us to hear God's voice because there's so much noise. There's so much noise in my head, let alone noise externally. Um, So, silence offers that space for God to speak. And solitude complements this by inviting me into more of a a self-awareness, I don't know, posture, um, which, once again, self-awareness, I hope you kind of get the idea. It's really important for discernment.
Um, prayer examine. We, we gave that a go this morning. Um, and, um, and essentially, the prayer examine helps us to reflect and detect God's presence. So I hope you kind of had that experience this morning. And then finally, um, Lectio, um, which is Latin for reading, otherwise um, known as Lectio Divina. You might have heard that term. That means divine reading. Um, so, yeah, I, I want us to do it, Lectio Divina, today, if we've got a bit of time um, still left um, to finish our time together. So, Lectio is a way of, of reading the Scriptures. I suppose you don't have to read the Scriptures, but um, we're going to read the Scriptures, um, where we can let go of our agendas and then open ourselves to pay attention to God. Um, let's try to hear what God wants to communicate to us individually. So, there's going to be four stages um, the four stages are read, reflect, respond, and rest. So what we're going to do is um, I'll read a passage for you, and that first time I read it, I'll read it really slowly and reflectively, and we'll try to, like, savour each portion of the reading, you know, and trying to, like, listen out for a word or a phrase that really catches our attention. Um, and then after that reading... We'll seek God in that silence um, and, yeah, just recognize that God's not reaching out and grabbing us, you know, um, or He might be, but, but I, I, I tend to see God um, gently inviting us ever more so deeply into His presence. Um, after we've had a bit of time of silence, I'd like to invite you to maybe just share what that word or phrase um, that stood out to you in the passage. We're going to read Psalm 131. Um, then in the second reading, we're going to reflect. So you'll be invited here to now use that phrase or, or word and listen for ways in which that word or phrase is, um, uh, is, is... Your life is touched by, I suppose, around that word or phrase. Um, so I'll do the reading the second time, then there'll be some silence to reflect on that word or phrase again, and then allow that word to interact with your, your inner world, your thoughts, your ideas, um, your concerns. Just, just play around with, with how this, this word or phrase is interacting with your life. Um, maybe you might like to write down what you uncover during this second reading. Then the third reading um, is, is responding. So this is where we're listening for God's invitation for you personally. Um, and I'm going to have a bit of a longer silence after this third reading so that we can actually interact with God um, and, and hear His invitation for us. And then, fourth step, I'm just going to allow us to just simply rest, or invite you guys to simply rest with whatever word that you may have received from God. Um, rest means rest, you know, like just rest, just trust that God can bring about whatever He's inviting you to do. And then I'll conclude some time with prayer, thanksgiving, and, and that'll be us. So I hope that sounds all good. All right, let's do it. So friends, I'd like you to um, just find a posture that you're comfortable with, um, and we're going to um, read Psalm 131. I invite you to savour each portion of the reading and listen out for a word or phrase that catches your attention. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. 
I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quieted myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. If you feel comfortable, would you like to share a word or phrase that stood out for you? Yeah, hold those words or phrases. If you haven't shared, find a, a word or phrase in your heart that, that's connecting, that you're connecting with now. And friends, I invite you now to listen for the way in which your life is touched by this word or phrase. My heart is not proud, Lord. My eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me, but I have calmed and quietened myself. I am like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. Allow this word or phrase that you have to interact now with your inner world of concerns, thoughts and ideas. Friends, I now invite you to listen for God's invitation to you. My heart is not proud, Lord, my eyes are not haughty. I do not concern myself with great matters or things too wonderful for me. But I have calmed and quieted myself. I'm like a weaned child with its mother. Like a weaned child, I am content. Israel, put your hope in the Lord both now and forevermore. Let's have another silence, listening for God's invitation for you. And friends, I, I just now, um, to conclude this time, let's just rest now with whatever word um, that you may have received from God. Um, um, forget all of your plans and ideas around how you might apply this now. Just simply now, just quietly in your heart, just just bring that to God now and just say, like, I trust that you can bring about whatever it is that you've invited me to do. Trust in God in just this brief moment of prayer and then I'll, I'll conclude. Bless your name. You've been listening to the Centerpoint Vineyard Podcast. To connect with us, find us on Facebook, Instagram, or by visiting our website, www.centerpointvineyard.org. The theme song for this podcast is Highest Praise by Kieran Delhart. So we see-